Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to discuss that if Eminem is the rap god and Machine Gun Kelly is the rap devil, does that make Calliope the rap re- reaper? Melomancy Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to discuss that. I didn't if- fucking mute my other tab again. God damn it. My name is Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. My name's Victim. I was making a VTuber oh, joke and I don't watch VTubers. I was trying to make you proud. It's all right. You saw that clip, right? Of that fucking VTuber with the doing, I, doing the Eminem songs and like actually like kind of kind of getting it like yeah she she had a, a very recent one where she did it but I, I watched the older one that she did and then um, she was on a podcast I watched so I heard about it I haven't, I haven't witnessed it yet it was is in my feed uh, before oh, I was getting ready for the show so I was getting ready for the show I was gonna I wanted to talk to you about that new. Um, Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale, FF7 FS, First Soldier. Uh, it's still in maintenance mode. I can't play it. I've tried twice now. Um, I was going to tell you how bad it was because I'm not expecting it to be very good. But I can't even tell you that because it won't load. <laughs> now, I get a pretty little message that says, hey, we're in maintenance mode. Follow us on Twitter. And it's like, your Twitter says nothing about maintenance mode. <laughs> Did I install the wrong fucking game? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think Jordan said he had the exact same issue going on too. So it's not like a, your installs fucked or anything. So that's weird. Yeah, it's like this is a great first impression. Like it's in permanent maintenance mode. And then I see a bunch of references on the internet that it's not out yet. Like, am I into beta? And I didn't know it. Is is that why it's always in in maintenance mode? Or is there like you a... shouldn't have been able to even download it if that's the case. Well, I checked. Um, if they let me into the beta, let me in. There's like a Google Play like checkbox. Like there's one that says install this as soon as it's ready. Don't notify me. Um, and then another one, uh, that says, Hey, uh, sign me up for any pre-release bullshit if I'm eligible. And I, I got the notification that day. I put it in their discord. I'm like, Hey, look, I got it. I'll tell you. And I was going to tell you today. Uh, but I can't. So absolute sadness. Rip. Ah, one of these days I'll get the intro right. And maybe it'll be the day I could tell you about FF7 FS. But it is not this day, as the game won't fucking load. Uh, how you been, victim? <laughs> All right, uh, tired, very tired, most times. Um, but otherwise, I'm recovering, so that's good. It was good. I know. Uh, last we talked to you, you're you're really recovering. Uh, so, I've been seeing yeah. you stream every once in a while. I noticed you started Xenogears. What's up with that? So. GTA when uh, back when we played through Final Fantasy VII, funny enough, um, good old coincidences, right? Yeah, <laughs> I had um, we ended. I think it, we we were talking about Legend of Dragoon, which sparked Jordan to say that I should play Legend of Lugia, and it's, it's Lugia, but yes, go on. Lugia, whatever. <laughs> and then um. I also mentioned, I was like, oh, you know, I I have a PS1 era uh, JRPG that I, I always wanted to play, or action RPG, however you want to denote it, I guess, um, uh, Threads of Fate, and that's when GTA is like, oh, Xenogears, and... I mean, it's right up your alley with the, you know, the retro RPGs that you're, you know, making up for lost time with, right? Like Yeah, so I, I think the thing that kind of like made it reach out to me more than all the others is the fact that in Final Fantasy VII they have the the reference to it. That's that, right. 
Yeah, so I remember I like, that. Mm. That's kind of out of left field. I remember seeing that. I'm like, he's off his rocker. He's just making shit up. I never heard of Xeno Gears when I played seven. I was like little. I don't remember how old I was. I think I was. Well, like, I mean, the game may not even been out at the time, right? So I don't know. Yeah, like because uh, seven predates it, right? I I played seven not when it was brand new, but it was new enough that you could still buy it. Because you may remember, um, uh, it was pulled from store shelves prematurely. Uh, yeah. Because uh, the the government di- didn't like their uh, their their children playing a uh, what's it called a uh, eco terrorist. <laughs> yeah. But I swear that happened before nine eleven. So I don't know what they're they're on about. But whatever. Uh, anyway. What are you gonna do? So you've been playing. Yeah. That was a nice little out of left field. I'm like, oh, Zeno Gears. All right. How are you it's, liking it so far? It's pretty good. Um, I'm I'm very surprised at how refreshing I fi- I feel the story is because mm-hmm. you know everyone's like oh it's a rushed game you know Final Fantasy seven VII and eight really made its development get pushed back and you know what it's not perfect sure there's some things but the story pacing is really well and mm-hmm. a main character is genuinely placed into a situation that makes him feel like he's realistically responding to it. Um. I get a ton of vibes from other mecha shows that I've watched or know exist and stuff mm-hmm. that like there's a lot. I don't know which way the references go, um, like what predates what, but it it all works really well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see how I feel. I think I'm only like ten hours in now. So, yeah. but the only thing I really know about Xenogears is I heard it's like you know it's like Kino ten out of ten, uh, but it kind of falls on its face towards the end. Like that's where the rush is felt. Yeah. That's what I heard too. Like this too is genuinely regarded as being like a rushed mess. Like I've always like been too scared to start it because it's like, Oh, I'm going to hate it by the end. But like so many people remember it really fondly and it obviously spawned a successful franchise much later. Right. So, uh, between Xenosaga and Xenoblade, uh, which, uh, dear viewer, if you don't know, those are all fucking related. Same like guy made it all. So, it's just it's not a Square Enix property, so they keep changing the name. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think there there's a lot of speculation that they're all like interconnected in some form too. Like mm-hmm. there's some weird like string theory bullshit going on. Yeah, I guess uh, for for people who aren't familiar well, with uh, one and two, kind of have that going. Oh yeah, yeah. So to be vague and not specific for spoiler reasons. For for our viewers at home, um, or I guess listeners, I've seen the metrics. There's way more of you than than watchers, but I'll make you regret it soon. Um, so, for for all you listeners out there that aren't familiar, but maybe you're up to date with like current topics, right? Um, Monolith Soft is kind of like Taylor Swift. Let me explain. So Taylor yeah, Swift, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Taylor Swift owns the master or uh, the like the I forget the name. Uh, so there's two parts of music that you can own, right? There's the master recordings, you know, which are usually like plated in gold and up on someone's wall fucking somewhere, right? And it's like the original copy of an album that gets reprinted a billion times, right? And then there's like the actual ingredients that make the song, like the copyrights to the the tones, the rhythms, the beat, right? And the lyrics, right? That comprise the song. And Taylor Swift sold the masters of her old hits, uh, but kept the blueprints, like the rights to those. And then... Uh, some like slimy music industry guy that nobody likes uh, bought up the rights to her masters and is now making money on those masters. 
And so what she did was she straight, because she had the legal right to, re-recorded all of her songs and put Taylor's version in, in parentheses in the title of all of them. They're all, they're legitimately re-recorded. They actually sound different. I'm not, I'm not that I would really know. I don't really like Taylor Swift. But like, I've heard it like a side yeah. high comparison of like some of the ones that are familiar to me. And it's like, oh yeah, it is a little different. Um, I mean, not that different, but it's like, this is a different version of the song. She ain't going to get sued for this. And um, that's sort of what Monolithsoft did with their game. Because there's this like, this concept called the Zohar. There's a bunch of really weird oddly christian iconography going on and that's all present in xenosaga and that's all present in xenoblade but and gears yeah they've renamed it a couple yep. times because square enix owns the right to xenogears monolith soft is not square enix uh but everyone with a brain knows that these games are one series but they can't use the same names for shit because of the law and it's like that's weird but like it's good enough for Taylor Swift. It's good enough for Monolith Soft, I guess, right? <laughs> Honestly, you know what? I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Swift's music, but uh, you know, I'm proud of her for sticking it to people who are willing to fuck over young starting artists, I guess, long story short. Um, that's cool. Um, and same thing, you know, mm-hmm. fuck it. Square Enix has to look on and, lo- and see that Zeno in the name, and they know. To be clear, they know. Taylor was like a billionaire <laughs> when, when this already happened to her. Like, um, yeah, it's more of a spite thing more than a, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was absolutely out of spite, but, uh, good for her. Good for Monolith Soft. Uh, you're, you're probably going to enjoy the hell out of Xenogears, honestly. Like, uh, I'm a big fan of that franchise. So, I mean, yeah, I actually noticed something early on too. And now I'm not going to say I'm some fucking, um, you know, Bible enthusiast. I don't. I don't know all 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 that much about the Bible, realistically. Of the Jesus but, fandom, right? Yeah, the Jesus uh, Jesus fandom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's been some moments in the game about like some of the, like uh, the more like divine esque stuff they've talked about that it almost sounded like they were splitting the Bible's like set of like morals and codes and like hierarchy in like splitting it down the line and then making it as like two like separate forces. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. I don't think we've ever seen like a fiction take that route before. I mean, the real world takes that route. I mean, how many different fucking kinds of churches are there? But like, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I'm actually really excited to see where that goes. It, it, it was very surprising. I mean, maybe literally goes nowhere. Maybe I'm reading way too much into it, but who the fuck knows? so you would probably like, uh, SMT. Uh, if, you, if you're in oh i 100 percent yeah i know you haven't played it yet i know you played persona but not smt uh which it's it's on it's on the the long list i say mostly because <laughs> that's a lot to get through and i don't know if i want to take all of it because i mean you, I know. you know me it's hard for me to start at like i can't start at five and then play three it's just not gonna happen you might be able I'm to because gonna... it's it the story Maybe. isn't that contiguous right it's like well, it's, uh... a, it's not so much that it's more like uh I don't know. I'm really bad for it. I, I can't even... Fl- I think it's like a mental fucking block of my own. I don't know. I think but... if you uh, if you played the third one uh, and then played the fifth one, I think you'd be okay skipping all the other ones because like, all the other ones are okay. either super old or they're handheld games, right? Like SMT4 only released on the Nintendo DS. What are you going to do about that? Oh, you I could... suppose that's probably in that era, right? Yeah. You could emulate it, I guess, but it, you're you may not have a good experience unless it's in your fucking hands right so i mean 
I, I emulated a DS to play Ocarina of Time and uh, Majora's Mask. I think I could do it. Why? Why? <laughs> because I could. <laughs> you know, I, I thought to myself when I did that, I'm like, there's these really crazy um, remaster, remake, like graphical remakes that are that the fans have done over the years. And I'm like, I could go get one of these. Well, actually, mm-hmm. I think at the time, the Majora's Mask one, you needed especially like request access to it from the guy. I don't know why. Emulation modders and emulation people are fucking weird, and I try not to. Oh, I get it. I'm... Like a lot of people will gatekeep access to their files if they're sharing because they don't want to get like you know the FBI knocking on their door. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I'm not like I like I've ever criticized one of these people. I just wasn't willing to go through that headache. So I was like, you know what? Um, you want to know who also has their own remake, a graphical remake? Nintendo. Yeah. Just imagine like a British constable like knocking on your door, like, oh, you got a you got a physical copy for that that emulator, mate. Like, <laughs> that sounds like an Australian accent. I can't do it. Yes, it does. I'm, I'm not from there. That's all right. I I have this. I have a Pacific Northwest accent, which doesn't really sound like anything. But I don't sound uh, like some people. The rest of some America. people would say that's Canadian. So. Yeah. So the Pacific Northwest accent, like, uh, we 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 drop the letter G on almost every word that ends in G, and. There's a couple other like subtle nuances of the Pacific Northwest accent, but some people are like, you don't have an accent. That's just default. But then like you put us in the same room as like someone from like the East Coast and it's like, oh, they don't sound anything like you. And every other word they say is cunt. Like, yeah, I have Xbox Live accent. So (laughs) it's not like I don't like that swear word. I think it's actually really nice, but like it doesn't fit. It's not like a, a it doesn't fit with my accent. Right. Like it doesn't work. So I never say it. But like whatever i'm not from the east coast I'm from the pacific northwest and then you know my family they're like extended they're they're from norway but um all that amounts to is oh my grandma sounds like she's from minnesota and used to live there oh how convenient right yeah i have like almost no connection to my 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 homeland of, of ancestry i guess right but um uh Trio Doug would hate me if I did not tell you if I did not recommend to you that you play SMT. Uh, it will not please the Jesus fandom, uh, which would make a great <laughs> that would make a great episode title. Uh, but um, something about SMT uh, is that the gameplay matters a hell of a lot more than the story. The story is still there and it's still good, uh, but it, there's a reason why Persona was very successful um, in spite of SMT. Right? They are not the hmm. same. Uh, the gameplay is a lot more technical and deep and challenging, and that might interest you a lot because you you played P five on hard like almost the entire time, right? And yeah, you, you would have been bored. Only didn't do hard for the very beginning because uh-huh. it was you pretty much had to grind and had to be perfect. Yeah, to an extent that I just wasn't used to the systems enough to do. So they didn't give you the tools to play on hard, and then like Persona four, you breezed through it like. Um, you probably would not raise the difficulty in SMT. The default is probably more at your level and what you want. Um, but you probably could survive higher difficulties, but you would have to be a perfectionist, right? Um, yeah, like all and I usually skills. try to skip like mm-hmm. grindy difficulty just because. Yeah. Streaming, I, I'd rather not. My I wouldn't. I, you know, I already managed to turn Persona 5's maybe one twenty one forty hour run into a fucking 220 something run. So, um try try to try to avoid that when I whenever I can. So But yeah, so so SMT5 is out. Uh it's on my list of things to play, but 
Uh, as we went over last time, right now my list is a little packed, right? So I am one fucking mission away from beating Near Reincarnation, the mobile game. It requires grinding on Thursday. I was busy last Thursday. More on that later. Um, yep. So it's like I need a very specific resource to power up a very specific set of weapons to take on the challenges that I'm just under able to beat. And then the story's clear, and then I might not play it again because it's like, well, I could wait for more story or I could do Endgame. I appreciate that the Endgame is there, but um, there's other things I could do with my phone, like FF7FS, if it will ever load. <laughs> but um, so right now, my, my stack of games that I'm playing through right now, I am still playing through Near um, Replicant, which you need to play. Like, wherever that is on your list, you need to move it up a couple spaces. Like, uh, it's, uh, it's on the short list. It, it, it should be higher on the short list because the voice acting is just 10 out of 10. Um, I'm currently about to get to the second ending. So one thing that I don't like about Nier Replicant that, I, uh, that was not the case in Nier Automata, right? In Nier Automata, you play through the game once and then you play through it again with a different perspective that was very different, right? That's present as well in Nier Replicant, except uh, you don't switch characters. Uh, there is definitely a new perspective, right? Uh, and every cutscene is worth watching again. Uh, but the third playthrough is not the second half. It's the thing again. <laughs> and they only add a little bit more scenes, right? Uh, so that, a little weird. But it's way fucking longer, right? Like near, like near Automata endings A and B, right? Like that part of the game was clearly only half of the story, right? Whereas like ending A is like two acts separated by a time skip. And then to get ending B, it starts you at the, that time skip. You don't have to do the first part again right it's just the second part which thank god if i had to do the whole thing over i'd be a little upset because that would be long right like ending a is such is such a long journey to get from the beginning of the game to ending a that unsuspecting people that don't know Drakengard would probably have stopped right there and be like that was a good game i liked it right whereas near mm, automata fair. if you stop at ending a you're doing it wrong don't do that you're not experiencing the whole game Right, and it's sort of true of Replicant because there's so much more to the story if you keep going, but like, you could reasonably stop at A and not be upset, right? So, I'm about to beat Route B, which only requires I play through it again, and then Route C is just Route B again with a couple more scenes, but in order to get the extra endings at the end, which include a whole new final act, um, which is not that long, it's not to be confused with what happened in Automata and how much more it was there in Route C. Um, I have to collect every weapon, which I've just completed. Because you can get them in Route B. So instead of beating Route B, I'm like, no, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to get all the weapons. Which involved buying a lot of weapons from all the shops in the different towns and then doing a couple of side quests that yield weapons, which I looked up because I didn't want to just go do all the side quests. When you play this game, you're probably just going to do all the side quests. And so this isn't going to be a problem for you. Right. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I did not do all the side quests on purpose because I was trying to hurry. So I had to look up which ones I actually had to do. Um, but if you're just doing them all, not going to matter. And there's no weapons that you can miss in the first playthrough that only happens one time before the time skip. Uh, so you literally can't screw it up. But yeah, so once I get through that, once I get through Near, uh, near Replicant, and I guess also near reincarnation. I'm gonna finish Scarlet Nexus. That game is the shit. I stopped playing it because I want to finish near. <laughs> I can't split my attention. 
because uh, I was playing it while Destiny wasn't watching, because that, that's a game for me, right? Scarlet Nexus. Yeah. Near Replicant, I play when Destiny's watching, uh, because it's something that we're doing together, and she really likes the story, but she doesn't want to play it. That's just normal. That's normal for us. Like, she really likes these video game stories, but she doesn't like playing them. Like, yeah. you've seen what she likes. She plays, like, Stardew Valley, uh, Minecraft, right? She likes games with, like, no hard objectives, but they, they give you the freedom to chase long-term goals that you set for yourself. Those are the kind of games that she plays. Uh, but she really likes the story, and so I'm playing it for her. So it's like watching a movie, I guess. This is yeah. one way to put it. Um, once I get through Scarlet Nexus, um, I believe the plan is me and her are going to get through Halo. And I, I think I mentioned that last episode. Um, which I guess we should mention that Halo Infinite multiplayer is out. Have you tried it? No, I... I don't know. I haven't had the urge, but it's mm. there. It's definitely there, right? Mr. Halo 3 poster in the background. I know it's a 343 Industries game, which is a bit yeah. of a stain. And like, oh, that can't be good. But, but. Uh... I, I explained it <laughs> to Hydra the other night. I, I basically was like, it's not about a sprint button. It's not about loadouts. It's not about abilities or or like more mobility or any of that stuff for that matter it's more about like an identity crisis that halo went through that basically made them more like things that already existed Mm -hmm. that already did things the way that they are trying to do them better and that's why i i fell out of halo that's why why i didn't like reach I mean, there's other issues, too. Like, a lot of things that are, like, very minor for people who mm. play it casually. But for someone who played it competitively and, and I thought you know, really went hard was okay, it. but I, I played Reach but... as part of the mass, like the Master Chief Collection um, yeah. with a, in co-op already, right? With my brother-in-law. It was the first time I ever played it, and it was okay. But, like, I didn't care for the multiplayer. I, I, had, a ch- I had played the multiplayer when I was young, right? When it was new. Um, yeah. And I didn't care for it. Uh, because I was, I had a real big hate boner for Call of Duty back then. Still kind of do, right? But like, I was really like righteously, uh, I had like righteous indignation about it. I was like, yeah, Call of Duty, scrub hour, fucking don't play that. I I only you know have patrician taste. I play Metal Gear Online, but no, like, uh, and so I saw Halo Reach, and I'm like, ah, oh, they just ripped off Call of Duty, ha. <laughs> yeah, and eat dirt i mean like a lot of people used to be like oh it only looks that way once you start playing it's not really like that it's like it doesn't matter it's moving toward it's moving the line closer yeah when it shouldn't be it should be trying to be a, continue to be its own thing it's fucked up you know original halo was more like uh a more controlled a more controlled version of something like quake but with like a lot more map control value mm. which yeah, was like- something that they almost entirely lost. It was a logical forwards. step forward. Like you can, you could feel the retro shooters in its DNA, right? Like it's like ah, yeah. weapons on the map placement. Like I get it. They they had some new ideas, like only two weapons equipped at a time, uh, and shields that recharged. That was cool, right? Um, yeah. But it was still just a spiritual successor to Quake, right? And that was fine. That was absolutely fine. And and Call of Duty is just just this abortion of a first person shooter that is still kicking. Um, yeah. Obviously, there there's no scale of controversy that could befall Activision, and still make Call of Duty not happen. Like Vanguard still happened, 
it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's... They're going to shit out another one soon. Like, Vanguard sucks. The new Battlefield, I've heard, sucks. Um, I, I've heard wild. that it's less It's less that it sucks, more that it's just so glitchy and right. fucked up. But, it makes me wonder I mean, though. it may suck. It just everyone's focused on that at the moment, so it's hard to tell. It's like, normally, um, Call of Duty or Battlefield, they, they usually take turns sucking, right? Like, uh, Battlefield 3 came out. I think they were like, what were they on? Like, Modern Warfare 3 or some shit? Or was it like Black Ops 1? Um, and it was like a dud in comparison to Battlefield 3. Uh, and then Battlefield like 4 and 5 came out and nobody gives a shit. Battlefield 1 came out nobody gave a shit. Call of Duty was the shit back then, right? Well, I say that, yep. but I didn't really like I played it because I, I knew people that played it and it was an opportunity. But like, it's not ideal, right? I mean, shooters have been on the decline for probably since PUBG. Mm-hmm. I would say even before that, but like I think that's where it nosedived. It's like kids and well, not even just kids. Everyone would rather play the new hot shit that's you know <laughs> streamer bait, honestly, right. for lack of a better like way of describing it. Uh, Fortnite included, uh, and it, it basically meant that any growth that these other shooters might have had is just. I'm going to take my label gun and I'm going to go to Lowe's and I'm going to go to the hot tub section. I'm just going to rename it streamer bait. There you go. <laughs> no, but um, what's it called? Um, That's why I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of Splitgate um, for the little I've played of it. Because like they didn't try to reinvent anything. It's like, oh, here's Halo with portal guns. Have fun. And it's like, ah, it's so simple. That's what I wanted, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's what the things like Toxic tried to emulate a little bit. Although... Mm-hmm. Toxic tried way too hard to just yeah. be Quake when Quake still exists yeah. uh, and has and, been and ported Toxic, to the PC. Toxic so. came out during the era of Quake Live, when Quake Live was still relevant. That too, yeah. Before Quake Champions, Quake Live. And it, Quake Live was just free Quake made for esports, like all like standardized and shit. Like, yeah, it was kind of a weird choice on their yeah. front. Because if they tried to, you know, be their own thing, do their own thing, it would have been fine. But then, you know, on the flip side of that, Splitgate has come out in a time where you Master Chief Collection is the only way you're going to play those older Halos. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of old. Yeah. And we mentioned honestly, this, their um, net code was never that great to begin with. We mentioned this last episode. <laughs> and I'm going to say it again. Like, uh, I'm probably not going to play the new Halo game on PC. Not because... I, um, not just because it doesn't run on Linux and I'm full-time Linux again, it all it is currently borked. I looked, uh, it's because Halo to me has always been a console shooter and it's, it's always been like the example of what console shooters should be. And if I have an Xbox now for the first time in my life, an Xbox of my own, an Xbox series S right. Which I got for emulating and various next gen bullshit like Scarlet Nexus. And, um, yeah. Why wouldn't I play it on Xbox? Like, it sounds like the perfect thing to do on, right? Like, I feel like I'd be doing it wrong if I got it working on my PC and played it on PC. Like, uh, I have Splitgate for that. Like, and I know, like, for being competitive and playing the multiplayer, like, it's probably a a better idea to play it on PC. Just like Splitgate, which also has a console version. Like, it's clearly way better to play on PC. But, like, I, I can't decouple in my brain halo with like console shooter it just it seems like the thing you would do is played on a console am i yeah. crazy like 
No, I, I mean, I think that's part of my issue with trying to get the Master Chief Collection on PC. And every time I like look at it, I'm like, I should buy this. And then I just don't. Is in part due to the fact that I've been scorned and, and I have a hard time like going back. You know, as I've said, it's right. for some reason going backwards is always very difficult for me. But at the same time, it's like I know where my nostalgia lies. And it lies in the Xbox 360 controller that lays in front of me. Uh, the old or Xbox original controller that I no longer own, um, not in my medicine keyboard. So, I and I know that might sound weird to, to a lot of shooter players too. Like I feel like, you know, 90% of the audience plays on medicine keyboard nowadays and they probably look at me and think, I mean, you already play on medicine keyboard. The fuck, what's, what's the difference? It's like, well, I was a God with a controller in my hands. I'm middling at best with the fucking medicine keyboard. Mostly because the skill ceiling is just it's larger and there's a larger pool of players now. Yeah. You know, I haven't kept up with it either. You know, time, you know, and all that good shit. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. There, and it could entirely be perception too. I'm willing to admit like it may be literally be nothing just in my head, but I appreciate it though. Like I, it's not crazy. We're, we're not crazy victim. We've no, I don't think I don't think so. I think it's a normal feeling. I mean, it, it could be <laughs> irrational, but I don't think we're crazy. Yeah, um, it was funny. I and I really, I we need to bring Trio Doug back on the show on a, on a day that you're here, because I had him on the show when you weren't available, and uh, we talked about Halo and also Killzone. Um, mm. So Killzone's a game I wish I had spent more time on. I played, I, loved I think it. two or three, and it was pretty good. I played all. Uh, I played all the. I, I say all three. There was a fourth one I didn't play. Uh, so the first one was the, the, the Halo killer of the PS2, and it was going to fucking dethrone Halo. No, it didn't. Um, spoiler. But it was one of the best first-person shooters on the PlayStation. Like, definitely, right? Like, um, I remember spending a lot of time uh, in split-screen. Uh, so Orin would come over, Orin or Travis or both, right? They would come over, and we would play split-screen Killzone one and if you it's it's team versus team no matter what but if it's just you guys you humans on on team one you could put all the bots on team two and have like you know like 14 versus two like hard mode and you could play basically multiplayer objectives with challenging bots that will fucking slay you right and that was a lot of fun i, I did that for hours right uh, and the campaign was fun. It was actually good. That sure reminds me. We, we used to do the same thing with Perfect Dark back in the day. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. Uh, and then, you know, Killzone 2 came. Uh, Killzone 2 was on PS3. PS3 had their online multiplayer figured out a lot more at that point, right? Um, Killzone 2 was the shit. Campaign was really good. Uh, the co-op was awesome. Uh, it was like a squad of soldiers, and the co-op partner gets to play one of them, right? Um, that isn't the player character. Uh, they all have speaking lines. It was great. Uh, Killzone 3 comes, and it is also good, but it's not as good. There's a couple places where it went wrong. Uh, the first place I think Killzone 3 went wrong is it felt like Killzone 2.5. Like, the plot, like, it, it picks up right after the cliffhanger ending of 2. Uh, I think that was a bad idea. Uh, there is a time skip in the plot, but then it's too late, right? Um, yeah. The other thing it did wrong, it introduced new characters that didn't do anything. Uh, like, a really cool sniper chick that didn't do anything. Um, she showed up at the ending, I guess, and, and like helped a little. Um, the other thing that is egregious and unforgivable is that 
only one of the squad mates of the the four guys that are in Killzone Two, only one of them dies. But in Killzone Three, there the other guy that didn't die, he's your co-op partner. Uh, no speaking lines, and if you're not playing co-op, he doesn't show up. It's like he died. He's not fucking there. Hmm. It's like, what happened to the other guy? I forgot his name. Fuck. All right. <laughs> but like, what happened to him? Like, what the fuck? Weird. That's not right. That bothers me on a deep level. Like, I, I can't un, un, unsee it. it. And I remember the first time playing co-op, I'm like, oh my god, so-and-so is alive. But I like, And it's not the person who died. It's someone that didn't die who was just written out of the story for reasons unknown. Mm. They even gave him an older model after the time skip with, like, a beard or something. I forget. It, it, not the same model after the time skip. Like, obviously, they, they put thought into this. But they gave this person no speaking lines and doesn't show up ever. Like, what the fuck? Good old, like, production shit, right? Like, Guerrilla Games. How did you fuck that up? Like, um... Oh, they don't care anymore. They're, they're making new shit with that Horizon Zero Dawn. They, they left Killzone behind. They made, like, some sort of PS4 launch title that looked like Super Next Gen. Um, for the PS4. Uh, and then it wasn't very good. And I didn't play it. And, well... Oh, well. But yeah, like that was a fun episode with Drew Duck. I was we were talking about Killzone. He liked it too, but like um, it, his friends didn't didn't play PlayStation. They were they were all Xbox people, and he um, got to see firsthand the the lacking features of their online component, like party chat and shit. Yeah. And uh, I never even thought of that because I brought that up because I told him how I I had just gotten an Xbox since my first one. Like my dad had one when I was young, and you know my parents split when I was like ten. So whenever I went to see him, I would play on his, you know, original Xbox playing Halo 1 and 2, Doom 3, right? Those are like, and Metal Gear Solid 2. Those are like the four games I played all the time. Um, and I brought that up. I'm like, so I have an Xbox for the first time that's really my own. I can do whatever I want with. And uh, we, we talked about that kind of stuff. It was kind of cool. We got we got to bring him back. I, I think the first thing he'll do is tell you to play SMT. We need, yeah. we need to wait until you actually start playing an SMT game, and we'll bring him back. <laughs> Ooh, that might be a good idea. That would be fun. So, uh, I want to switch topics real quick. Yeah, let's do it. So, let me share my screen. We're going to talk about the Game Awards. Oh, yes. The yeah, Game yeah. Awards. So, dear listeners, listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, because uh, the metrics say that there are thousands of you, uh, but there's only, like, less than a dozen of you watching the video, uh, you might want to watch the video for this one. I will do my best to narrate what the fuck's going on on screen. Um, share application window. This one. I'm All right. it up. I'm trying to lean over on my other screen because I might as well vote alongside. Why not? Might as well. It looks a little janky in my OBS window, um, but you know what? The moving pictures don't matter. So I've already logged in. Uh, you can't see because it's off off screen a little bit but i'm logged in on the brand account that's at melomancy at twitter.com is my only twitter account don't actually message me there i don't use twitter um it just posts the notes of the show but it lets me log into shit like this to vote because web 2 i guess uh by the way i'm going in totally blind i have not seen the nominees at all not once i this is my i'm going in totally blind let me know when you're ready victim it's like lagging to no end. I'm not... <laughs> Give me a quick second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
All right. Oh, okay. I'm already synced up, and it's Hell already yeah. got me like pre-logged in. Good. Are there only three? Oh no, there's six games up for for game of the year. What the fuck are these choices? All right. So so for game of the year, first category, right? Um, game of the year, we have Death Loop. Didn't play it. It takes two. Didn't play it. Metroid Dread. I admit. Okay. I'm not a Metroidvania fan. I've never enjoyed it. Like it looks really good. It like, looks like really, something really, you would really play. Really <laughs> it looks like something you would play. I'll eventually get to it. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, and I respect that. Uh, next we have Psychonauts two. Uh, the guy that makes Psychonauts is a fraud, and I will not vote for that. Uh, I, I have choice <laughs> words that we I probably shouldn't get into about him. Yeah. Not not too big a fan of them. I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna say there he's a fraud and there's no need to laugh. I've heard the game is really good, and to the people that are fans of it, that's super cool. And I'm glad you guys got something you like. Not my thing. But it's a platformer, so genuinely not my thing. Definitely, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart probably the better platformer of the two. Like, yeah, just, I mean, just by Ratchet virtue of like, not being made by a fraud, Insomniac probably has way better uh, uh, like action sequences to go to boot. Yeah. So. So I haven't played any of these six games, uh, so I'm going to give it to Resident Evil Village because it's got good porn. So um, we're going to move on to the next category. <laughs> Fair. I'll probably vote for Ratchet and Clank <laughs> simply due to the fact that I know I'm going to like it. I'm already a fan of the series. So. Uh, even though I think Dread probably deserves it more. All right. Best game direction. Deathloop. Oh, a lot of the same shit here. Returnal has really... Uh, Returnal looks cool. It reminds me of Alien a bit. Psychonauts 2, I refuse to vote for, and Ratchet and Clank rift apart. I mean, Ratchet and Clank, like, it, it looks like the old ones. Like, they didn't do anything different. It's I just, think... That's what makes it special, is because it's so it's yeah. such an old property, and they, they didn't change it. I think It Takes Two handily wins this category, in my really? opinion, though. Yeah, I mean, best game direction, it's, it's literally got one of the cutest, most wholesome things going on, where it's literally a game for couples to play and i've watched a few people go through it um okay i actually i think jordan and koi were going through it that's adorable um, i'll vote for it and it, for oh, it, it it is so <laughs> adorable I, I like it's one of those things that like i don't have anyone i could play with um you'll, but... you'll find someone <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, yeah it's just like i i could handily see myself enjoying the game okay I was gonna uh, and default... what I've seen of the game right. it is pretty good. So. I, I was going to default to Returnal just because it looks like Alien, but isn't, and looks cool. Returnal's cool, but honestly, it's just a roguelike. It, mm. it, it, all the praise it gets is, oh, guys, it's, it does roguelike right. It's like, cool. So it's like half the roguelikes released in the modern year. <laughs> it does. So it check, looks cool. Check but... this out. Best narrative. So It Takes Two is on this one as well. But like the other ones, like Deathloop, does Deathloop even have a fucking story? I, I don't know. Deathloop's story is not that good. It, it, it Deathloop is more of like a funny, meme run around, gun and shoot your dudes. It, it's not. Mm-hmm. No. And I'm not going to vote for Life is Strange because I don't like those games. Um, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, it's a comic book property. It's cape shit. That, that's a low hanging fruit. It won't win just on that alone, probably. Yeah. But I mean, we already know the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because story. Marvel fans it's pretty are pretty good. Marvel fans are fucking stupid, right? Like I, it blows me away just how many like, and I see this a lot on TikTok. You know, oh spoiler alert, I have a TikTok. I lurk only, right? I just want to see the dank memes at their source, okay? But like, hear me out, right? So on TikTok, 
there's a lot of people there that like they don't just praise Marvel movies. They like they they dedicate their whole accounts to like analyzing their Easter eggs and all the bullshit, right? And um, they they pass off every single Marvel movie as a good fucking movie when probably none of them are good movies. When and, Civil War exists, I just can't agree. It's like these people though, like they will look at like a lot of them covered Dune, which is you know we talked about it last time. It's very close to my to my heart. I read the books and the movie was good. Like it was a good move. I, more about it in the previous episode if you're interested in my take on it. Um, towards the end of the episode, just go there if you don't know my take on Dune. But uh, TLDR, it was good. So there's a lot of Marvel like focused people that watch that movie because of the people in the movie. They recognize the actors from their favorite cape shit movies. And then they watch Dune and they're like, I don't get it. It's not very good. Eternals is better. And I'm like, the fuck are you smoking? (laughs) What? I mean, we know why that is. It is genuinely because Dune is a predecessor to things and was willing to do things that I think modern stories just will shy away from by nature i think marvel fans are just conditioned to expect like there to be some monstrous cgi villain in the third good good guy good guy fail good guy fail good guy win yeah yes me like marvel movie yes good yeah fire hot (laughs) fire yeah i'm sorry award show rigged super mean but (laughs) no but like there's a reason why superhero movies don't win awards uh the first superhero movie to win an award was or an oscar specifically was suicide squad for makeup and that's fucking stupid and I didn't deserve it. I mean, it had okay makeup, but it's like the most easy longing fruit shit I've ever seen. I know, but superhero movies as a genre will never live that down. The first one to win an Oscar was Suicide Squad. It's just, they're so blind, like, because Marvel versus DC fandom nonsense, keeping the, the interested people at each other's throats, right? You don't realize that they're just yeah. a loud minority in a bubble of moviegoers that are like, why do you like these movies? They're so vapid. Like, TLDR, uh, I'm just going to default to It Takes Two because I have to vote for something. Uh, but I feel like there were better stories in video games this year than these. Like, I, where's, yeah, where's Scarlet Nexus? Uh, like, that game was awesome. I haven't finished uh, it. But I'm actually really sad that the list that we're, the, 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 I'm at, like, the list of games we're getting so far are not really indicative of what we had this year yeah like at all like it takes two i think deserves to be on here sure it was i think it was genuinely a really good game you know life is strange should have been nominated for something somewhere um so that's fine and we knew psychonauts 2 and it was going to be on here somewhere because it's like the fucking it's the game for the people who want to just blindly praise something this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm just uh-huh. thinking, like, where's fucking Scarlet Nexus? That game had that game would fit into a lot of these categories. Like, it had good art. It had a cool plot. Uh, I'm not done with it yet, of course. They could still fuck it up, for all I know, right? But it's like, it's like, um, you remember, um, what's it called? Um, what's that other game that we played? We both played it. Uh, Astral Chain, oh, right? Yeah. It looks like Astral Chain. It's not an action game, though. It's an RPG. I mean, it's an action RPG, but, like, there's more of an emphasis on numbers and less of an emphasis on dodging things. It's like, it's not Dark Souls. It's like Kingdom Heart, right? Okay, that's fair. Right. Like, you still run up and hit stuff, but, like, your level matters way more than your skill. Um, Like Kingdom Hearts versus Dark Souls. So, with that in mind, it's like, it's like that for Astral Chain. Like, it's, it's like, if you take Astral Chain... 
say Astral Chains like Dark Souls because it's an action game with high precision. And then let's say you make it like Kingdom Hearts where precision is less important. Numbers are more important. But it looks like that. It's got that anime aesthetic. It's got banging music. Everything's voiced. The main character is fucking voiced. And that's super important to me. Like, yeah. We, that, we were literally just having this argument, or not argument. I mean, sometimes it wasn't an argument, but uh, mm-hmm. some of my, me and my some of my viewers were literally just having this conversation about fucking voice Link already, for fuck's sakes. It's literally canon in Breath of the Wild that he's a chatterbox, for fuck's sakes. Seriously. Like, why are they so but, yeah. afraid? Maybe they need, they're, they're waiting to get, like, the, 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 the movie rights to get, make Chris Pratt the, the Link voice actor. Making him the voice actor for <laughs> yeah. fucking everybody that doesn't fit. That's uh, beautiful. I, I'm, I'm proud of him for that, but best art direction though um what is all this, this is, so this is hard to pick so the one in the middle there kina or kenna i'm not entirely certain how it's said is actually genuinely really cool the art direction makes it look like in in motion like a fucking pixar movie and it does it really well um okay ratchet it's... and clank is literally just ratchet and clank and, yeah you know in the new era it, it it looks cool. It looks spectacular. It uses the new age ray tracing, whatever, you know, technology stuff. Um, yeah. And I haven't heard of Artful Escape, so I guess I'm going to, I guess I'll go. Artful Escape looks one. good, but the gameplay itself isn't quite something I'm after. And like, why is Psychonauts 2 even in this category? Like, they really much, shouldn't. How much did that scam artist fucking pay to get into all these categories? Like, that's like, poor shit. It's got, it's got a decent, like, art style. But it's literally the literally copy and paste from the previous game, and it's not like he made up that art style either. I don't know. Okay, score and music. So this is tough because near replicant, like they remastered the soundtrack from the 2010 game, and the 2010 game had good music. However, it's they should have won it in 2010. I'm voting for Cyberpunk. I still Ooh. listen. I still listen to the Cyberpunk soundtrack today. Same. It's on all my playlists, like not just the samurai tracks, but also the, you know, like, the the ambient music too. I will say, Guardians of the Galaxy has a pretty good soundtrack, but it's cheating. It, it's cheating, and I don't want to vote for it by, by that alone because it's literally not their own music. Yeah, I love. No, that's Replicant, cool. I think but, that's mm. fucking awesome that they you know they they went out they bought the rights they they're doing yeah. this thing it really tries it really hits home that this character is the human in an alien world and that's what he's latching to i fucking guardians got i could gush about it yeah it's the only comic book movie that i've ever watched that i actually genuinely was like snapped to oh okay sorry that and uh uh end of the spider verse was also really good but right um, so so but I, yeah, I I'm I'm with you on this. Yeah. I I haven't even played Cyberpunk 2077 and I listened to the fucking soundtrack all the goddamn time. Yeah, absolutely. I I do have a hot take though. Um, so the couple of really 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 good songs in Near Replicant are already in Near Automata, and oh, Near Automata yeah, has a better song soundtrack. Of Ancients and all that. Song yeah. of the Ancients, Emil Sacrifice, and like Kine Salvation. Yeah. Um. Are like the best songs on that on that soundtrack, and those are all in Near Automata. And Near Automata already won this award from this very same award show. So it's like, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's an offense to Replicant to say that there were better things this year. It's like I'm, I'm voting Cyberpunk. To be fair, and it's a hot take, maybe, but I believe that um, even when Automata won, there was still stuff that was better that year. Not that it was necessarily undeserving of the award. But like you know, Persona Five came out that year, and Persona Five soundtrack blew me away. I I, I am addicted to that still. 
I know. I, I still listen to that soundtrack too. It's really good. Anyway, audio design. What do you, what do you mean? It, like, it, it's hard to vote for something here because... I haven't played any of these. How do I tell? Yeah. yeah. I'm going like, to go like you for can, Resident You can Evil. do art direction for a game you haven't played. Yeah. But you, you audio design? I don't think so. I, I've seen some footage of Resident Evil from like streamers, mm-hmm. and it sounds like they did a pretty decent job. So yeah. I'll probably vote alongside you. Returnal probably did too, but I'm only speculating on that. Yeah, the only one of these I'm even familiar with is Resident Evil, and I didn't play it myself. So this feels dirty, but I'm going to go Resident Evil. Best performance. Oh, I love voice acting. Okay. okay. Life is Strange, no. Uh, Far Cry, I mean, no. Uh, he did a good job, in all fairness. Yeah, but, but like I don't play it. It's still Cry. not a great game. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm sure it's fine. I had a pretty decent open world segment apparently, but like I like how uh, if you uh if you don't, don't play the game for like very long, like if you stop at an hour in and then you log out for a couple days, like Ubisoft sends you an email with like his face and it's like, "Haha, yeah. I'm taking over. Thanks for leaving." And it's like, "Yeah, it, fuck you." <laughs> I, I I thought it was a cool like thing in in like a joking sense and i think that's what they meant it to be but at the same time it's like man fuck you i'll play when i want chill i feel like this is not a good collection of the best voice acting in in the game this is far away this reminds me of the spike video game music awards from like the early 2000s where everything was a movie tie-in did you ever notice that yeah i guess some other streamer like recently like rewatched like the spike video game show and and uh, Rick told me about it one day when he was visiting me at my house, and he's like, "Let's watch it. Trust me." Um, I watched some streamer like go through it, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's 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 do it." And um, we watched like the, I think it was like the 2003 or four um, video game awards on Spike TV, which eventually became the Game Awards. Like it's a lot of the same production people. Like one yeah, became the other. When it, when it shut down, I think Jeff Keighley cannibalized it i think exactly how that worked or, or one of the ways i'm not entirely certain how that all went, it was but. something like that uh yeah. so i remember uh we were watching and like samuel L. jackson was hosting and all of like the performance awards they were all movie games and all of the people up for nominee were famous actors that lent their talents to these games like the fantastic four like this was the year fucking halo came out and the voice actors from Halo were not nominated for anything. Yeah, and this is like a, a hard one for me because they, they I think they had an barring... award victim. They had an award for sexiest woman. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I think they I gave remember, it to Blood I Rain. Watching it. <laughs> oh rip! It was cringe. Oh, it was so pain. cringe. I'm voting for yeah. the Resident Evil girl. I, I, I think for this though, I just. They all do great, did great work. I just don't think I would. I, if when you're like, "What's the best performance in a video game of this year?" I would not at all pick any of these people. Like, it's mm-hmm. just. And I, I think even Erica Mori really didn't do that great a job either in Life is Strange. I've seen footage from the game, and I'll be real, nothing ever really stuck out to me. Not that I think it was bad. It, it is what it is, and yeah. it does what it's meant to do. 
I just don't think that it's stand out by any stretch. Like, if you like those kind of games, like, congrats, there's another game in your Steam backlog, I guess. Um, I'm not going to play yeah, it. Yeah, Jason, Jason Kelly did okay in Deathloop. I just, I'm, uh, I'm not familiar with the other girl. I'm not familiar with her voice at all. I only know the guy because he's the guy you play yeah. as. The the chick that did Resident Evil though, like uh, she did pretty good. Like she definitely smokes all these people, right? But is she yeah. the best performance of the year? I don't think so. No, New Replicant probably has uh, like handily like a cast that does it. Does yeah, it, like you could nominate every better. single voice actor in Near Replicant and replace all five of these because like they re-recorded yeah. all their lines and also the main character was voiced by Fuck. New, new people. Elfin, uh, I think it was Ray Chase, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, who the fuck did the voice? Who? Oh, God. Uh, he did an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, performance was 10 out of 10. I actually think uh, the first act in Route A, which can't be repeated, um, where you play as a younger version of Nier, which is voiced by Zach Aguilar, was even better than Ray Chase in this game. Like, he really yeah, sold it. It was like, this is what young Nier sounded like. That's just it. And then... Going from Zach Aguilar to Ray Chase, like that was like, it made sense. Like it's like ah, his balls dropped. Like I get it. This is what he sounds like now, and I accepted it, and it was fine. But like, it just it sounded right, and it, it's a criminal that he's not on here. At least Zach Aguilar, but really any of the near actors could be on here. It's a fucking shame. I don't know any of these games in the next one. Games for impact. Um, I think I know Boyfriend Dungeon. If it's the one I'm thinking of, and it's a hilarious game, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I've not heard any of these. Yeah, but I, I I don't know. I think we don't we don't have to vote for all of them. I don't think do we? I think we can skip ones we don't really know. Uh, I'm gonna try, skip. All right. Yeah, I, I feel bad ongoing. about it because I'm like, you know, No Longer Home could be a fucking amazing game. It looks like a cute little indie title, right? But I have no idea. Okay, so best ongoing game. This is game that's, you know. Oh, okay. Now updated. we got some games that are worth voting for me. Yeah. So, like, does Genshin earn the vote, though? Because their updates, like, I mean, you mentioned that the next update's going to be a banger. And I believe so, you, but I'm out of the loop. I wanna. I want actually. We can have our obligatory Genshin moment if you want. Let's do it. It's it's right here in front of us. Like, so, I wanted to talk about this. A lot of people have actually been mentioning it lately that like they don't like the direction or that the previous or the update we're currently in wasn't that good. It's slow. Blah blah blah. But honestly, the event had a story tie-in that was it gave me chills. I'm getting chills thinking about it. In fact, I think they did a fucking wonderful job. Um. Yeah, there were some bits that were like kind of like eh or cringy even, but I was like whatever, you know, not everything's gonna hit 100 percent of the time, so whatever. They were trying, they were trying to put Zinion into the story and give her a place, and they did it. It just wasn't the greatest of of options, probably. Mm. Um, but no, I don't know. I'm excited moving forwards because there's a lot going on in the story, and they also released uh, a new island. It came with its own story that was like a giant reference to like old anime and old manga. That was really cool. Like stuff that like genuinely was like, hey, I know what they're referencing there. You know, like it felt good. And the story brought me to fucking tears. It was that good. You know, it's like, I don't know. I think Genshin's been great. I think people just haven't been getting that like high energy, high dopamine hit that they're expecting. 
as of late. It's just it's tough for me because it's like uh, so I'm phone only now, right? Um, yeah. There's no controller support yet for Android, which is killing me. Um, but um, there's a lot I have not done in Izuma. Like I've done, I've caught up the main plot, and that's about it, right? I did the most recent event. Well, not the most recent, but I did the event you told me about um, with the the bear. Um, yep. I did that. Um, and I'm looking forward to more stuff, but like going and clearing all the chests on the islands uh, is not something that I have time for. <laughs> so whenever I log in, I actually get overwhelmed with stuff to do. Like I am, and I'm AR 54. So it's like, you know, I, I, I shouldn't have so much stuff to do, but I do. Um, it's a good thing though. Like when, when the day comes that I can, you know, just put a bunch of time into it. I have no shortage of things to do. Um, I'm, thinking that Fortnite or final fantasy 14 will probably take this award just because the voters are stupid um uh i mean 14 might deserve it though 14's right. had a pretty decent story development yes but low-hanging fruit although genshin is a fucking monolithic game prolific yeah. whatever lithic game word you want to use Although Genshin here, I think they deserve our support. Um, I'm not sad if Final Fantasy wins. I've experienced more of Genshin to say that I I think it deserves it. 14 probably does. I just haven't experienced most of what's yeah. out currently. I'll be very, very sad if Fortnite wins this one again. Because Warzone better not win because I don't think it, it yeah, Definitely, it. yeah. Apex Legends has done something, some things right, but definitely not enough right that I think it deserves to win. Maybe it Activision, uh, Call of Duty, uh, maybe they can win the Sexual Assault Award. Woo! Um, I mean, they deserve that one. All right, this one is Best Indie. <laughs> we have 15 minutes. Death's Door, Inscription. Kenna, I'm going to go Best probably indie? with Kenna. Ooh. I haven't uh, heard 12, of it. 12 minutes is actually really cool. It's one of those games where, like, every little tiny detail you do mm-hmm. over the course of the 12 minutes, which is, it's like, it's like a 30-minute run, but it, it takes place in 12 minutes, and I think, like, time, time freezes as you do shit. But, like, um, it looked like one of those games that is probably better to watch than to play yourself, just simply due to the fact of the random elements of it all. Okay. But definitely, definitely a decent game. I don't know Death Store at all. That uh, that is not not familiar to me. I haven't heard any or or inscription for that matter. I'm yeah. entirely not certain. Like where's Ultra Loop Kill? Hero. Where's, where's all those other good games? Like <laughs> I don't think Loop Hero deserves to be there. Yeah, there's there's definitely. I mean, it's just because it got Devolver's name slapped on it. Everybody knows Devolver. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Crazy wacky game publisher. Feels like, uh, but it feels like I'm throwing my vote away, but I'm gonna go for 12 minutes just because, I guess. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do Kenna just because I, I hear about it pretty consistently. Everyone's like, "You should play Kenna." Yeah. I'm like, "I should play Kenna." You're right. It looks fucking amazing. I don't know if this game <laughs> actually was good, like, uh, but it's a cool idea. So 12 minutes. I, I've watched a fair few playthroughs through it, and it, it looks. It's one of those games that, like, it, it, what it, what it sets out to do, it does very well. Okay. Next category, best mobile game. Is this even a question? Next category. Yeah, I'm like doing a quick scan over, <laughs> and I. What the fuck is Fantasia, and oh, why me, is she wearing two B's outfit? No, that's just. No, what that's it, oh, that's not it. It's just the glare made it look a bit weird. You're right. That's not really a Fantasian. Some League of Legends tie-in, a Marvel game. 
Wild Rift is hot trash. I hate it. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Um, Pokemon Unite. Marvel like... Future Revolution is poop as well. Unite is not a mobile game, is it? Oh wait, no. Unite is the the newer mobile. I I, I think I heard something. Yeah, Genshin handily wins this, in my opinion. It doesn't surprise me that uh, Near Reincarnation is not on the list because, uh, like all the other Dragon Dragoon games, uh, I don't recommend them. It's torture. Uh, I love it, but. Uh, I wouldn't wish that on most people. I don't know. Everyone I've heard play the mobile game is like even friends of mine who hate mobile games are fucking like into it, and they're like, "All right, yeah." But it, like, so. it's it's a Dragon Guard game, right? So like, it's torture. But like, I know you would like it. I liked it. I still recommend Near Replicant to you. But like a random person, like I'm like, hey, all these games, this whole franchise is torture. Like, um, yeah. it's a good kind of torture, but it's, you have to be a unique kind of crazy to really like want it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> best community support. Um, what community support? Um, Apex Legends, hell no. Destiny 2, no. the community's always up in arms about them nerfing shit. Fortnite's a shit game. No Man's Sky, whatever. Uh, I'm I would say for, it's between 14 and No Man's Sky, but seeing how, like, receptive and how, like, open arms 14's been over the last year for, like, uh-huh. you know, everyone coming from WoW, streamers yeah. coming to WoW, uh, people being harassed and them actually taking fucking action against it. You know, like, shit that, like, other MMOs just kind of sit on their hands and let their games die in certain aspects. Yeah. So, fourteen has probably earned this one. Definitely, they they've given WoW refugees a, a place to feel welcome, and I think that's cool. Innovation and accessibility features and or hardware pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and concept behind. Okay. But it's not gonna tell us what they did. Like I know, like there's some games with colorblind mode. There's some games with you know this or that that helps, but like, what I, you want to know a do? game? You want to know a game that added a colorblind mode for every single kind of colorblind? Hmm. Planet Side Two. Where's Planet Side Two on this? Yeah, list? I the hell? I genuinely think Planet Side Two, as old of a fucking game as I mean, it's it's an ongoing game, so it it, it could fit into a category. I think still. Yeah. Uh, definitely deserves to be up here more than half these games. I don't feel like I could vote on any of these. Like, what accessibility no, did they either. add? I, I don't know. Like, fuck it. Next. No, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't know what the veil is for, for the, the the sake of, like, being fair. But, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. This is best VR. I am now an owner of a VR headset, but I haven't played any of these games. Because I to die too. Hitman, I think... Uh, and Resident Evil 4, for sure, are Oculus exclusive, and I don't have a Facebook account, so I can't play I know it. Sniper Elite VR is pretty much the exact same game, just it makes it feel a lot more personal when you uh, mm-hmm. see the bullet fly through someone's skull. But um, wasn't there a better VR game that could have been up here? Um, wasn't, I don't know. Didn't RE Village also have VR support? No. Uh, Resident Evil Seven has VR support, or sorry, six, the one in the house. No, it was it was seven. Seven definitely did. Huh. But I thought Village did too. I mean, four probably has wicked VR support. I, I would oh, I yeah. have to guess, but I've heard very little about it. I've seen video of Resident Evil Four in VR, and it looks really fun. So yeah, I'll, give I'll, it to I'll probably I'll probably vote Sniper Elite just because I know. Yeah, but 
All right, best action game. Back for Blood, Chivalry, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, Returnal. This is all you have. Where's Scarlet Nexus? What, yeah. Where Where is it, Dorito Pope? The fuck? Isn't... I mean, Near Replicant's technically an action game, too. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> the combat is I mean, It fits good. better into RPG. Yeah. Uh, so, I, if yeah, I'd be willing to... Whatever. But... um, the hell? I mean, Back for Blood is pretty good. It, it's literally expand, like incredibly expanded Left 4 Dead. Which is I, something I have that some Left coworkers that like this game. Um, so I, I trust them, so... Yeah. Uh, again, out of principle, I can't vote Far Cry. I, I genuinely right. can't. I can't bring myself to do it. I'm sure it's fine. Oh, I just can't do it. Check out this next category. Are you ready? Oh, God. Oh, boy. I haven't seen these games on the list before. Oh, no. Best action and adventure. Um, what? Uh, I guess Metroid. Um, Resident Evil, a close second, but the rest of these don't Resident belong. Evil wasn't an action. Or, oh. or, sorry, it is an action game. Sorry. It's not an adventure game. Sorry. Yeah. I meant to say. Um, you know, like, oh, you're technically going on an adventure. Like, yeah, but adventure games are like more about like setting traversal and like having different locales and going around. All these other games really fit that note, but Village is just literally a fucking village. It's one setting. It's there, there's uh, so many games they could have put there other than Village. Like, Village doesn't need belong there at all. What? Maybe I should adventure to my kitchen to get some more whiskey because holy shit, Psychonauts Two does not belong on any of these categories. No. All right. Yeah, Dread. I think Dread. Ooh, role playing. There's Scarlet next. You're gonna make me vote against Cyberpunk 2077. You motherfuckers. Come on. Ooh. I mean, I know what I have to vote here. So I mean, I'm voting for Cyberpunk, but uh, Scarlet Nexus Monst- is really good. Monster Hunter Rise probably doesn't deserve to be on here because I don't think Monster Hunter is a role playing. Also, I mean, it kind of is, SMT but it doesn't really fit though, the mold. SMT5 came out like last week. Yeah, you, nobody has Nobody's beaten that beaten game. It. Like, it's it's it, it 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 might deserve it. It might gen, might genuinely deserve it, but it's not worth voting on because who the fuck really knows for certain, right? I'm not going to preemptively vote because I yeah. you know because I think it'll be great. That that's a that's a loaded gun and or not a loaded gun, a lo- loaded option. Anyways, it's yeah. not. Uh, I can say though that um, Tales of Arise fucking blew me away and are you voting for that one <laughs> yeah i have to it, it, it's a good game you you should play it at some point i i know and, i know um, and you need to play cyberpunk like it's so I do. good like i mean i, I need to play like every game on this list <laughs> you do i think you would like them all uh so i absolutely adore and recommend scarlet nexus however cyberpunk 2077 is one of those games i'm gonna remember forever yeah it has moved me deeply at my core and I, I'm voting for Cyberpunk every time. It'll unfortunately never win anything, just simply due to the perception of the game. I know it, it's bullshit. <sighs> it does deserve. It does deserve to win something. It, you know, maybe it might win soundtrack because the soundtrack is wicked. What are these options? Good God! F- best fighting. You see, the problem with the best fighting category is that fighting games are continuous games, but they don't go into the continuous category. So, like. When you yeah. think, what are fighting game community members playing? You're, they're playing Tekken. They're playing fucking Soul Calibur. They're playing uh, Blast Blue. They're playing Street Fighter, right? 
are they playing these? And sure. But they could be nobody's playing fucking melee for all for all we know, right? Nobody's tuning into Evo to watch Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Himekumumi Chronicles. No, they're not. They, they really shouldn't be because it's a very simple fighter. It, it's more of like an arcade fighter. That like it's not meant to be like super in depth. I'm voting for Nickelodeon despite these motherfuckers. Like <laughs> I, I well, I mean to break to break down some of these. I mean, Virtual Fighter Five probably doesn't deserve to be on the list. Mind you, it's not like there's been a whole boatload of fighter games. I'm gonna up. I'm gonna show the the show real quick because like we're we're voting on Game of the Year. Whoops, I just dimmed the fucking stream. One sec. Yeah, I wish I could be drinking, but uh, it would probably knock me right back out. <laughs> oh, I know. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think to like to break down some of these though, uh, Demon Slayer, fun game, awesome fun game. I don't know if I like rate it over any other fighting game though. Um, Melty Blood, I heard, is pretty much the the technical fighter that people have been wanting for a long time now. Yeah, like Melty Blood seems like the most like serious contender for like a real fighting game. Yeah, because, I mean, list. think about it. We got Strive right there, and then Cross Tag Battle was, like, the prior for Arxis. I heard and... Strive wasn't very good. Uh, I'll have to ask Jordan about it. It, I, it, I, it depends. I played it. Like, so every Friday night, all my in-real-life buddies, they go to Jordan's house. I don't normally go because I'm busy because I work on Fridays. And Oh, actually, that's not true. Uh, but I, I'm normally busy, right? Mm. I, I went this other Friday. Uh, like, I think it was two Fridays ago. Because it doubled as a going away party for somebody who I also didn't know. Um, but it was the Halloween. It was the closest Friday to Halloween. It was like the day before Halloween. Fair. And they did a, a costume theme uh, for some anime I've never heard of. <clears throat> I think it was called Bacano. Uh, and so everyone showed up in a suit and we played fighting games and drank whiskey. It was great. Uh, and I, I played Guilty Gear Strive. And my friends play all the fighting games way more than me, right? They all play 2D fighters. I play 3D fighters, right? So like I was yeah. I was on the struggle bus from the beginning. But well, like, I mean Jordan's Jordan's probably on the struggle bus too. He's not a huge fan of them either. But they play them every weekend. So <laughs> he's definitely better than me at 2D fighters, right? Um so um I've heard from people that play Guilty Gear all the time that Guilty Gear Strive drop the ball. Right. So I, I can understand people who, who do hold that opinion, but the fighting game crowd at large thinks Strive is probably like one of the best things to come out. So it's it's really? it's hard because I, I look at it and there's a lot about it that I don't like. Like uh, you know, there's no there's no insta kills, uh, which is honestly one of the reasons to play, play Blaze Blue is to hit someone with your fucking astral and finesse the living shit out of them with an animated cutscene at the end. You know, it's like ha woo. And Guilty Gear had the better ones of those over the over the series. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, I mean, if anyone has never seen, um, I think it's Zerd, XRD or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they they had this one. Uh, I think her name's Dizzy, and all of her instant kills are fucking amazing. If you haven't seen them, I, I recommend looking them up later. They're funny as fuck. They're great. You don't even need to know the context behind it. It's just, I think she's like got two gods embedded in her or some shit, and it becomes apparent if you watch the video. But, um. Yeah, I mean, like, so Strive is definitely a downgrade, but I don't know if I'd say it's bad because it's definitely no cross tag battle. Cross tag right. battle was a an insult to intelligence. It was it was an insult to all of the crossover games that it was crossing over. 
yeah, exactly. It, it it was just it it was gross. And yeah. Strive at least isn't that. Strive at least it can be pretty technical if you play like some of the harder characters. And it at has... this uh, at this party I, I described to you that happened close to Halloween. I also played Blast Blue for the first time ever. Um, mm. That is a weird fucking game. There are it so really many is. characters. I was like, and what is happening? Every, everything is a fucking directional input, and it hurt. Like, not not. I'm always a directional input. I don't mean like. Uh, I may not have the terminology down. Apologies, I'm not a fighting game guy. But um, like you know, like quarter circles, half circles. Yeah. I think they're called like people call them like uh, like five, six, sevens and shit. Now, like they use numerical they things. Apparently, it's always been a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I'm not familiar with those terms because uh, we always used to call them quarter circles or double quarter forward back and shit like that. Like never really. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. Um, but I hate that shit. I, I'm very, very, very <laughs> bad at it, and I could yeah. never ever get it down. I got it down a little bit for Strive, and I was learning it in Blaze Blue a little bit by the, the, the last time I played. Yeah. But I, I've, I, I probably dumped easily in the like the ten thousand hours range in fighting games across my lifespan, and I've never managed to be good at any of them. Shooters, I've spent probably like double that time over my lifespan, and I've gotten to a point that I can pick up a shooter and le- learn it in like an hour and, be and like, then be competent in good. it in a couple days. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, like it clearly fighting games were just never going to be my thing, but yeah, so. I get it. Uh, I'm still voting for Nickelodeon all-star battle out of spite. Uh, <laughs> I think it's actually a genuinely good game though. I, it's, it's the last one I'm getting to, I guess, but it, it, Nickelodeon all-star brawl is not that bad. Yeah, it, it's literally a lot of people are calling it the Smash Killer, but I don't think that's true. It's more this, of a Smash clone, but like I've played PlayStation All Star Battle, and it would have that game would have benefited from being more of a Smash clone. Whereas this game is like on the nose, like you knock them out of the arena to kill them. In PlayStation All Star Battle, you like you hit them, it builds a meter, um, you hit a button, the meter is spent, you do a killing move. If it connects, they die. Right. If you build yeah. the meter to a second or third level, when you hit the button, you do a, a bigger move that's easier to land, right? And so that's just kind of the deal. Uh, it was cool. I like the, the roster in PlayStation All-Star Battle, um, even though like it was a bunch of shit nobody knew but me because I grew up with the PlayStation. But um, if PlayStation All-Star Battle had Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl mechanics, which is just a Smash clone, it would have been a way better game. Hands down. Anyway, let's get out of this category. Best family. Now, as a father of two actual children, I think I am qualified to talk about this subject and say that none of these are probably any good. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so I have not played any of these at all, actually, because, um, well, four what, of them are Nintendo what, games. What does it mean by best family? The, for the best game appropriate? Oh, for family play. Okay. It's a game that a parent would play with their kids, right? Um, and I'll tell you, the only game I play with my kids is Burnout Paradise because there it it, takes there is two no does substitute not belong on this list. It takes two is literally not a family friendly game. It, right. It's not like a you know not like an R rated game by any stretch, but it's meant for like two adult players, so, not anything else. If I, I was uh, trapped on a tropical island with pa- electricity and a game console and this list of games, right? If I were to pick a game to play with my oldest son, who is four years old, it would probably be Pokemon Snap. 
Yeah, because um, if it was Mario Party uh, Superstars, you'd probably strangle each other to death. And the whole time he would be complaining, I want to play the racing game, which is Burnout Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly how he would say it, too, because he doesn't know the name of the game. Uh, best sim slash strategy. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I agree on that one. Pokemon Snap probably wins that. Okay. Vote for me. So I'm not familiar with Evil Genius. Uh, I've heard of Humankind. Uh, obviously, everyone knows Flight Sim. Uh, this is best sim, and flight sim is like really nice. I have not yet played a- AoE four. AoE four, I've heard, honestly from critics, so nobody credible, um, that it is pretty much everything that was good about the series culminated. Because AoE three was a shit show, and it killed the series for a whole decade, right? Yeah. Um, and then AOE 4 uh, is like so everything it's we like about. It's one of those moments it's... where they learned, basically, yeah. is my understanding. There's a reason they remade AOE 2 twice in short order, right? Yeah, so... I, I'm going to say 4 wins my vote just because Humankind's okay. Like, it's not a bad yeah. game, just not my kind of I, I was leaning towards Flight Simulator, uh, but if I were to, like, be trapped on a tropical island with a power outlet and a console or a computer, I'd rather have AOE 4. Yeah, same. Though if I had flight sim, I'd probably I, try I to find. When I finally get rescued, I may be able to beat Haxon. Yeah, but if I had flight sim, <laughs> I might be able to find where I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> all right, sports okay, and racing. The island. Now, uh, how do I how do I tell people how to get to my island? First of all, none of these games are Burnout Paradise. However, Burnout Paradise didn't come out this year, so I'll forgive them this time and vote Hot Wheels. <laughs> yeah, Hot Wheels Unleashed does look cool. Um, I haven't played any of these games. Actually, Forza list this time around looks really cool. There's a lot of, like, interesting features added to it where, you know, usually those, like, released every other fucking whatever um, games kind of suck. I mean... I like how this category is called sports slash racing, but it's, like, four racing games and a single sports game, and that sports game is probably going to win because of normies. I'm going to be real with you. If you play sports games instead of just going outside and playing sports, I think you're, you're doing it wrong. Now, I get it. Some people can't, and they still like sports. But uh, there's better games you could be playing that probably will entertain you more if you just tried. Mm-hmm. Please branch out more. If FIFA is your favorite game, you're not playing enough video games. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Come on. Do yourself a favor and play some Love else. yourself more. Yeah. All right. Ten categories left. Best multiplayer. There, oh, okay. There's six this... of them this time. So back for blood. This is a hard one to vote for. Knockout City. Uh, it's the, I think that's the volleyball game that looked really fucking cool, actually. Oh, um, this is a hard choice. Wow. Okay. Cause I've played Valheim and it looks fun, but I, I just, I don't have time to contribute to the group. Like I was there when you killed that boss. That was cool. But like, I don't have enough time in my day to actually meaningfully contribute to the party's progress in the world. Right? Yeah. Like I can log in and watch. Because uh, I own a copy of the game, but I don't feel like I'm really playing, right? So and you've been playing yeah. New World like uh, like crack. <laughs> Almost got 500 hours clocked. So damn, you should vote for yeah. that. Uh, I haven't played Monster Hunter Rise though. I've played Monster Hunter World, not Rise. But so Rise I... has this issue where I don't want to vote for it because I don't know if I'd say its multiplayer aspect is the best part of it. You know, M- Monster Hunter games have always been multiplayer, and Rise actually really, really cuts back on its uh, village quests and superloads its uh, guild quests uh, comparatively to to basically where, you know, world was, everything was basically the same. Um, 
Rise does this thing where it is a strictly four-player game. World tried to branch out more to being a 16-player game. And I think that that's where Rise drops the ball for me, is that World had a couple different quality of life things and some like interesting expanded things that Rise just doesn't have. And I think that that is ultimately the reason why I didn't have as much fun with it. Gotcha. Um, so I think you should vote for Valheim or New World. Um, but just on virtue of like what I'm familiar with and, and know, like I'm, I'm going to give Monster Hunter the vote because I'm sure as hell I ain't giving it to these three at the top. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I think Valheim wins my vote just simply due to the fact that I don't think Valheim has ever given me a headache. New World, as much as I love it, I also hate it just about as much. Mm. So, you know, as much as it's a great game under the shell of, you know, horrid bugs and, and weird glitches and shit, Valheim was always consistently my favorite fucking thing to log into. So Jeff Bezos will remember this betrayal. It's fine. All right, content creator of the year. It won't be the last, I'm sure. Who the <laughs> hell are these people? I the only one I recognize is oh okay sorry I recognize two of them uh, Dream and Foosley. I don't know I mean I've heard the memes like everyone's like I remember like this Dream dude uh, because like apparently like a photo of him leaked and he's actually like some fat kid and he was like super like conscious about it but that might not even have been him. No, I don't think it was. I think he was trolling people. And that he he, was old. he did a body reveal now where he looks like like a regular old dude. Gotcha. So, like, yeah. I'll, I only reason I cared about I think any it of was, that... I don't know. I don't really follow it, to be fair. I think I just yeah. saw it at some point. The only reason I ever even cared about all this mention in the news about this Dream content creator is because we have a friend named Dream, and it's not that guy. Yeah. And we, we make fun of him for it. It's literally the only reason. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd probably not know anything about him. To be fair, his full name was Dream Cycler. Uh, and for my Fediverse friends, he was briefly known. He had like fucking five posts to his name, but he was uh, DreamC at pl.smug.loli. Anyway, um, that website is gone. Anyway, I'll probably vote for Fusley. <laughs> I feel like I should she, skip. She's entertaining. Like, I don't know these and, people. And she's kind of tangentially part of offline TV, which is probably like the only big, like streamer shit i'm I'm gonna vote for dream because i i respect the pseudo amnemy of of not revealing his face i respect that's that. fair i think that's right obviously i don't do that but like i don't think he's even a bad dude for you know you know you could argue like the you know a lot of times people hate the popular i think we should normalize hate, hate um, the, the the scene in general but i think that he he's done well and he's 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 had to dodge controversy after controversy yeah that honestly i don't know why people give as much of a shit about it always seemed pretty cringe and he was always trying to distance I, I swear man so it's, it, like, it's yeah. because of pseudo enemy like they don't like him because he we don't know his name and we don't know what he looks like he it's could, possible yeah like there there is a culture of cancellation on on the normie internet that attacks pseudo enemy and and pseudo anonymous people because they have more power right because they they have the ability to fuck up abandon their identity and start over whereas people on the internet that are their real name if they fuck up they're fucked up forever right and they're jealous but they leverage the fact that they're using their real identity to cancel people that won't saying you don't want to tell me your real name and address and list of your fears because you're hiding something and it's like no because you shouldn't use your fucking real name on the internet right like honestly yeah even even if it's just for like that alone like use your face sure but not your real name 
If you use your real name, you are literally inviting people to dox you. Yeah. So it is unfortunate that that is how things work and have always worked realistically. But uh, unless you go through the effort of scrubbing your fucking personal data off of your name, which you can do, it, it's possible as long as you do it before someone goes looking, I guess. Mm. But it's not worth it's not worth the headache. For all I know, these other content creators may not actually reveal their full names. Um, but yeah, true. I, I don't know that for but sure. I but. don't know them. Yeah. So whatever. Dream gets the vote. All right. Best debut indie title. Uh, Valheim. Like, hello. Next category. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Everything on this list is probably great. I've heard some good things about Sable, and it looks cool, but it doesn't look like anything I'd ever play. And Kenna, we already talked about it at length, but yeah, I think Valheim. Even even at I like even if I do sit down to play Kenna or Kina or whatever, um, I'm not gonna dump like 400 hours in. Not yeah, gonna happen. Respect. So anyway. Next is the most anticipated games. Now now we're literally voting on games nobody's played. Well, actually, not true. People have played Elden Ring. Uh, you're right. Elden Ring. Very recently. Next category. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Elden Ring. Oh, man. I, I hate I hate that I, I can't stop watching because it's all I want. I'm actually about to... Like, I wanted to buy new computer parts. I wanted to buy a new RAM, a motherboard. Because uh, my motherboard's kind of crap. Aren't you going to play it on PS5? Um... I probably will, but that's what I was going to do. Actually, see, I oh. want to buy the I want to buy the super pack. It's like two hundred and sixty euros. I think I don't know if the American version's up yet. Um, so it's going to be expensive. It's going to be th- it's going to be like three hundred plus Canadian, and I'm 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 thinking I'm buying it. And so I'm like, I could have I could have went for computer parts, but I'm probably just going to do that because that's how much I want to play Elden Ring. But I'm going to buy it twice. <laughs> Absolute madman. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I get it, man. I get it. Um, so I'm definitely not uh, voting for I don't Z- know why. So I don't give a shit about Starfield. I don't give a shit about God of War or Horizon. Uh, and I, 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 I'm i sure they're all great games. It's yeah. just I don't have the same. I didn't like what they did with God of War. I don't know if I've ever said this on, on the podcast. I don't think you have. But the, the, the new God of War is great gameplay it's, it's great it's it's the own self-contained story i'm sure it's great but the issue to me was that they just ignored the old god of war games and i think it's because the author kind of hated what he had worked on and you know what that's fine we we all do things in our past that we regret i'm sure i'm not gonna give the guy shit for that that's whatever but at the same time i don't think he should have ignored it i think he really should have worked through a character arc with um uh, with kratos coming to terms with himself like and, and had it be like an aside thing to him also learning to be a good father instead of a hard-ass strict piece of shit the whole game mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i i think that that's what they should have did and i don't know why they didn't do that they really just glossed over it and Brennan, like he, he they that that's his past he already learned you know off screen it's like that's just so lazy i mean i know it's not lazy because he's literally trying to avoid it and he was actively trying not to do it so I guess not laziness, but I I don't know. It left a bad taste in my mouth, and I'm sure he did it for his own reasons, maybe. But like, I don't know. Maybe sad. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. I've heard really good things about. I've heard good things about it as well, and I've I, played it. The develop so. is the same developers <laughs> that made Killzone, and I like Killzone, right? Yeah. But I haven't played it, and uh, I'm not buying a PS5, so I'm not going to play the new one. <laughs> now, I will say, and this might sound r- really weird. 
but um, Breath of the Wild 2 is probably up there with Elden Ring for me in terms of anticipation, but uh-huh. I think Elden Ring wins out just because it's coming yeah. sooner, and I've actually seen long-form gameplay of it. Uh, and then Starfield is like not when I'm, you know what I mean? you know what's most anticipated about Starfield for me hmm. for the launch Elder Scrolls Six can come <laughs> fair so it's like with Zelda right like you know me like I've never finished a Zelda game I don't really care for it yeah like, I could be playing Soul Reaver instead um, whenever I think about playing a Zelda game it's like I could just play Soul Reaver and I would like it more I've tried Breath of the Wild. I didn't get very far. I was like, I'm not having fun. Uh, I've tried Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and it's not my kind of game. Um, and, and that's not even true. Like, you know, I obviously I play Genshin Impact, which is like everyone's like, oh, it's a Breath of the Wild clone, and it's like, but it's fun. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say it is. And <laughs> I, I, I think the the easy way to break that down is you got Breath of the Wild that is very mechanically heavy. Uh, to a point that like you can get through it just playing you know hack and slash if you really want, but there's there's a lot about the game that is like mechanical and lets you like do a lot of weird things. But at the same time, you then have Genshin who isn't as mechanically heavy, but has a lot more going on through like the active parts of the game, which I think lends itself better to an audience of players that are for the combat. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Let's go on to the next category. Best esports game. Oh man, esports. Gotta love them sports. Uh, uh, I guess I just vote League because it's like the only one on the list that I actually give a shit yeah. about in any capacity. So you actually play League. Um, and you know what? Um, I heard the anime they made was pretty good, so I, I think I'll give it my vote. But I don't give a shit about any of these games, right? Yeah, fair. Uh, especially not Valorant. Like I actually played Valorant at launch. I was actually kind of excited for like uh, you know a fresh take on CS:GO. Um, but they really dropped the ball with that fucking game. Like, yeah. It is not worth playing. Best esports athlete. I've never heard of any of these. Uh, I don't think I've heard of any of them either. This guy has simp in his name, and I want to hear Dorito Pope say it out loud. So I'm going to vote for him. Yeah, good idea. I like that. That's a solid reason to vote for him. <laughs> I've never heard of any of these either. These are fucking esports teams. And I like how the game uh, that they play is listed below to help us figure out what they're about. Why <laughs> is DWG on there and not like Edward Gaming or something? I've no I don't know. I've never heard of any of these. <laughs> Edward Gaming won the won the Worlds for League this year and I mean, I feel mm. like, you know, the people who they weren't like nobody thought they were going to win either. So it's like Maybe uh, they didn't give Dorito Pope enough money to be on the they list. They were kind of, yeah, maybe. I mean, they were they were kind of like I don't know if they were necessarily like an underdog pick, but they weren't like a, a first pick to win, but either right. So it's just like they would have been a decent nominee for this. Yeah, I'm gonna pick uh, the CS:GO team because CS:GO takes a lot of skill. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and I don't okay. like Valorant anymore. Um, next category. The best esports coach. How am I supposed to evaluate the, the qualities of a fucking coach? Yeah, that one. This is a weird one. Um, also, none of these people are people I actually know. So they're like newer coaches, probably. Like, who the hell are these people? This guy's at least wearing a suit, I guess. Yeah, I'll give it to the guy in the suit. He takes his job seriously. Yeah, best esports event. Okay, I might be able to judge this one. So the no, no, 
what the hell is PGL? The international. Well, I'll say the League of Legends World Championship this year at least wasn't cringe like it was last year. Yeah. So <laughs> it's an upgrade. Um, it also did some premiere work for Arcane, which was cool, I guess. So. And Arcane ended up being god tier. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it the vote. We should probably talk about that before we. Uh, yeah, we should. End the night, uh, so uh, that's the last category, but I there are two votes I have not cast. And it's not going to tell me which one I have not done. It was. Um, so. It was innovation and accessibility. Oh, so right. Number 13. And then games for impact. And it's like, I haven't played any of these. Oh, fuck. oh yeah. So it was number eight. Do my votes count if I don't do those last two? We should just do them anyways. Uh, so just in case. Games for Impact, I'm going to say You know what? Boyfriend Boyfriend Dungeon. Boom. Yeah, same cuz Kid Fox Games I think they, I have heard of it. Kid Fox Games is the current publisher for Dwarf Fortress, uh which is kind of a recent yeah. development. Um cuz the the guys that make Dwarf Fortress they're like we want a publisher so we can go on Steam and do all that stuff and that's the one they went with was Kit Fox and I'm like all right cool whatever um I like Dwarf Fortress so yeah i i, I think that <laughs> i i think it's a game that's supposed to be kind of like a, a joke too and like i forget the ins and outs of the the nuance of it all but it looked funny the next one is innovation uh, in accessibility, which is about like things that they did, like adding like fucking colorblind modes and shit. But like it didn't, it doesn't go into any detail about what these games did to be on the list. And I didn't play any of them, so I guess hot, Ratchet and Clank. Hot, hot take, hot take. We should vote the Veil. Why the Veil? Because we've never heard of it. Like right. legitimately right. never heard of it. <laughs> You're right. The Veil done. Boom. All right. Nothing changed. Uh, on my screen, so I, I'm guessing so my votes are locked be, in. Must be, yeah. Yeah, the next category button. If I go with the last one, is grayed out. All right, I'm gonna stop the screen share. Turn my camera back on. Oh, what the hell? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's gonna be a shit show. I'm still gonna stream it though. Yeah. <laughs> we sh- maybe we. Sh- if it's on a day that I don't work, we should do it together, like that we did the for Gamescom. That was super fun. Which this time I can fix my audio stuff. Yeah, dear listener, if if that actually happens and you want to watch either of us stream, like if you want to watch my stream, like that's on seriousposter.club, which is a, a side tube instance, and uh, you're just gonna have to follow me on Shitposter Club to figure out when I'm gonna do it. <laughs> um, or just pay attention to when the the words are. Or a subscribe to a victim of gaming, uh, Twitch.tv, uh, and just watch his perspective. Uh, he'll fix his audio totally right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why it was broken. I turned it on, and it was you. You it was showing feedback. It just you weren't being recorded. Yeah, during reason. the Gamescom coverage, like uh, everything was fine except you couldn't hear me on his stream. But we were like yeah, talking to each no other. No idea. <laughs> All right. And nobody called it out either. Nobody told me. I know. And I had, even your, I had your chat times. open, and I was like talking to people in text chat. But I like was next time if 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 I actually don't have work that day and I can be there, like I'm gonna fucking like listen. We'll do some sound testing. Yeah, early if if I can, <laughs> if it, as long as it's not like so, so early, I'm waking up and streaming the moment I fucking exist. But yeah. we'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, so I had a bunch of other agenda items, but we're already at like the one hour thirty minute mark. So what the fuck was arcane? Can All right, yeah, let's. And then we'll, we'll so, be done. <laughs> Arcane. Uh, you know, the way I've been pre- uh, pre- uh, pre- 
prefacing, disclaimering, I don't know. Every time I like bring it up, I, I want to say that like I was expecting and I was ready going in for it to just be cash grab. You know, mm-hmm. Our advertising, like, come play our game. It's League of Legends. Woo, you like League of Legends? You'll like this. And, you know, that kind of shit. But, like, it ended up being none of that. Like, it's 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 not really marketing the game at all. Because it, the, the game's name is literally, like, a subtitle at, on the fucking title card mm-hmm. that never shows up in-game, as far, or in, in, the, uh, in the show, as far right. as I'm aware. Um, so it's like... Already, props to them for that. So, you know, the, the, the show is first. The game is second in, in terms of when you're watching. Um, but also, animation is so fucking tight and so fucking perfect in a lot of ways that it is eye candy to watch. Huh. So good. There, there's no weird bullshittery, you know, no modern era bullshit th- tossed into to try and like prove a modern point or a real world point. It's just a fucking fantasy story, but a bunch of fantasy people doing fantasy shit. Um, nice. in a steam, steampunky magic world. So, and there are characters you recognize from league of legends, right? Yeah. And you, so for, for that matter, you don't need to play league. You, you don't need to know these characters. I mean, obviously there's some foreshadowing that literally in, just inherent to playing league of legends. You already know the, not necessarily the end goal of the characters, but you know, like, how, how the like their pro- progress as characters you also know like from the game the but... total roster of characters and what they're that about too. so they might be foreshadowing the entrance of a new character and it's like I yeah know that so is. The, the, there's actually like... two characters that they are doing that with that we speculate obviously we don't mm-hmm. really know the full it's not fully out yet um i think episode six is out and there's nine um but it um you know but like it's not gonna matter because they're gonna reveal them eventually anyways it's not like they're just gonna sit on their hands with it um, and if they don't reveal them, it's not important to the story. Yeah, so it's not going to matter in, in the in the long run. But yeah, I don't know. I'd say it is probably one of the most spectacular things I've seen in a while. And the only thing that I think bogs it down at all, like I'm kind of being nitpicky when I say this, is there's a kind of there's a few points that are paced either abruptly or paced uh, quick. So it's like mm-hmm. there's a couple scenes where like. They'll be doing something, and all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh my god, something's happening!" And it's like, "Oh, where the fuck are we going?" Um, or and then there was like, I think in episode three, uh, the ending scenes, you could tell that they were trying to like fit it into its forty-minute run. And if they had like two, three more minutes left to like do things with, they could have paced it a little better. But like, ultimately, at large, story is so good. It it, it it's shit that even League of Legends fans had had no idea. Like, we didn't know about how any of this shit played out, or, like, some of these characters are entirely brand new to us, and so on and so forth. So. Hmm. Is there any original characters for the show? Yeah, like, the, I mean, the I say, when you, uh, saying original might be a bit weird. Like, might they become champions ne- one day? Uh. Yeah. yeah that, uh, there's, there's a few that reach out and kind of seem like they might be that kind of situation. But okay. we, mm, it's hard to tell. Like, there's a it's a, it's a very early on thing, so it's not really spoilery. There's like this weird mage dude that's from a flashback of one of the characters, mm-hmm. who, who everyone was like trying to figure out who he is, but nobody can really pinpoint because everything he does is so foreign to us. Um, so, so like, there's, a, there's one more thing that we must discuss before we close the show. How far are you in the Persona Four anime? Oh yes, yeah, so I did start rewatch or, or sort of. Not well. I say rewatch. We we rewatched the the last episode we watched, 
my little brother uh, was watching with me. So I think we got up to episode six, I want to say. How many episodes are there in total? I think it's like 20. 25. Damn. Okay, so you're not so. far. <laughs> what was the last I mean, thing that and happened? And to be fair, it, it, I mean, it's not like I haven't played the games. So. <laughs> right. What was the last thing but, that happened um, in the show? Like, how far along in the plot are you? I think they just met Kanji. Oh, damn. Like, he hasn't gone into the TV yet. I think they had just seen his, like, debut thing, and they're like, oh, shit. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's, that, that's it. Like, like we haven't gone in yet, but... I know. You, you gotta get to the, the scene where they go to the Persona 3 place with the bar. Like, oh, my yeah. God. That episode is, like, 10 out of 10. Like, you'll love it. I, I'm excited. I, I wish I could see your reaction, but I know you're, you're just watching it with your brother. I, I mean, watch partying on Twitch is a thing we can do now, as long as nobody rats me out. But, um, you know, risky shit. <laughs> it's like, I'll, I I could stream it. Like, we could do it on, like, um, what's it called? Um, serious Poster. Because they, uh, yeah. they do movie nights already. Um, it's just it's streamed at really low quality, so, like, nobody complains. Because it's not, like, worth saving, because it's not the quality of the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> right um but it, it works pretty good for the software anyway 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 um we're overdue so the outro thank you everybody for listening to the mel and mancy podcast again my name is dylan i'm joined by victim you can find victim at a victim of gaming at twitch.tv or mm underscore victim at twitter.com uh victim is playing through xenogears that's pretty cool um Yep. Might you return to your Tales Marathon soon, or what, what's your plan? Well, considering Elden Ring got delayed, it's uh, definite potential. Um, I don't know exactly what I want to get through, but uh, there's a lot on the table, and... It's all getting moved off the table when Elden Ring comes out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking knock everything off the table. Yeah. Reasonable. Um, and so you can catch me at Dylan at shitposter.club. That's my social media. I have a stream that I have not streamed in probably weeks or months at this point at Serious Poster. Uh, but if you just follow me on Shit Poster, like I'll I'll tell you when I go live. Uh, and then of course we do this show on Odyssey.com. Uh, maybe I'll make a highlight video out of at least the um, the the Game Awards section of this episode. That actually ended up being a lot longer than I expected, but that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun looking at how much of a train wreck the fucking it's uh, actually going to be. I hope we can. Oh, I mean, there may be more than thirty categories too. Right, like there could be some secret voter categories where, like, remember whatever. that one year when uh, there was like a vote now on your phones during the show live for this like yeah. last minute category, and it was like Fire Emblem Three Houses like stormed it, like mm-hmm. all the competition just out of the window. Like I remember that. It's like, oh, that's the real vote. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why they do things this way. It's like, I, I'd like to see a game show where we get to vote on the nominations. Yeah. And it's literally like a form where you write in the game. And then, like, a couple weeks later, we get to vote on what got nominated. And just let it... Why, why does everything have to be, like, some industry thing? Like, I, like I'm, I'm fine with that existing. It has its place, and there's people that love that shit. So whatever. Leave it be. I'm not gonna... You know, don't take shit away from people, but tell you what give us give us the real version sometimes let's yeah. take um all 20 something categories because we're not going to use all 30 uh the game awards has and let, let's come up with our winners and and let, let's do our own version 
for the show. That, might that be we fun. can do during the show, potentially. Not that, a bad that idea. Or if, if not, we can do the next podcast episode afterwards. Uh, speaking of next episode, uh, so there is a Twitch streamer uh, who is... I don't think VTuber is the right word, but he has like a digital like frog avatar. Uh, his name's Tekker, uh, and he wants to be on our show. And if you're cool with the victim, I would totally like to have him on maybe next week or, or not next week, the next time or maybe the time after. Um, sure. I think you get along. Um, he's on Shipwister Club, Club as well. That's how I met him. Um, he, he reached out to me recently, so I think we'll bring him on. And, and maybe we can, you know, wake Sarge up <laughs> in time for the show. And uh, maybe we can have a... Uh, a nice little like maybe that's that's when we could do the game award that might be fun maybe i'll bring more guests i don't know i haven't decided uh we'll see um we'll figure it out it'll yeah, be a thing we can come prepared <laughs> anyways uh that's that's today's episode so uh thanks everybody for tuning in um that section about the game awards is going to be a lot easier to listen to if you watch the vod uh but if you are committed to the audio only life um respect like I hope that's parts listening. I mean, you, you could always bring up like the nominee page. If, I, I think I, if you didn't, I did say most of the titles that were on there. And there's only like five, maybe six. Yeah, I, I was, I thought about like, oh yeah, I'm gonna mention you see, them all. You see one, you've pretty much seen them all. So. Yeah, I know, because like Psychonauts <laughs> too, it's every, every category, even though God it's damn, a dude. scam. Like ugh, whatever. Either way. End of stream. Thanks, everybody, for coming. I'm just stalling for time because the VOD's going to get cut off. <laughs> and I don't edit the show. Ah, bye. <laughs>